explain explain to me and to the audience why did you not watch the Super Bowl? Just I don't just I don't watch any sports. I don't watch sports either, but I tune in for the commercials, for the possible trailers, which I was rewarded for, uh-huh. and for the music performances. Or I could just watch it on YouTube and wrap it all up in like. Yeah, minutes. but you're not part of like the cultural zeitgeist when you do it through YouTube. You're not there witnessing history. Witness history, just it's like it's like delay. it's like if your wife gave birth and you're like, you know what? I'll just watch the birth on YouTube later on. No, but I'm not at the Super Bowl. <laughs> right, right, right. You're not. No, I mean, very few people are there. But yeah, so yeah, like if you told me like, hey, do you want to watch this whole thing on TV or the highlights? Or that uh, there's yeah, there's no other way. Or the highlights, there's no other way. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. Speaking of trailers, Johnny. Uh-huh. We got some... Okay, we got some Jurassic World Wait, stuff. Wait, are we starting the spot already? Yes, yeah, where we started. You gotta tell me when we start the spot. I thought you knew. I don't know. You already know. know. What'd you think about Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness? Okay. Uh, so let's jump into the main thing. Who was the guy? It's clearly Charles Xavier. That voice is iconic. No, but that's the obvious The side thing. bald... When, when the camera pulls back, you see the shoulder, and you see like the side bald head... But that's obvious. Yeah. We're not going to have the Illuminati without Charles Xavier. Exactly. And we already have him cast. Yes, exactly. So that's there. Okay. So why are you asking me what I think it is then? Because who are the other guys? Oh, that I have no idea. So we have the rumor is, what's his name? Uh, Kaczynski is playing. John Krasinski. John Krasinski is playing uh, Reed Richards, right? Mr. Fantastic. Mr. Fantastic. I get him confused. No, it's the same person. Yeah. Reed Richards is just his actual human name. I'm confused because Reed Richards as a child is the one that created the universe, right? No, that's his son. You're thinking of uh, Franklin Richards. There we go. That's why I get him confused. That's their son. Yeah. Who's a mutant and like some other thing at the same time. So that's the rumor, right? That it's him. And then we have Iron Man. The rumor is Iron Man is going to be Tom Cruise. Superior. Iron Man, supposedly. Yeah. That's so, why he has the those Ultron guards or where the Ultron units, the little those the guards who are escorting Doctor Strange in the trailer. Yeah, so uh, that'd be amazing, dude. Having Tom Cruise as Iron Man, because no other guy could fill his shoes. That just sounds too good to be true, though. Yeah. I, as much as I would like, I, as much as I would love to see Tom Cruise in the MCU, I don't know. I, well, we do have Christian Bale in the MCU, so I guess it's possible. Yeah, okay, I guess it's no, possible. we got a lot of big names. We got um, Thor's dad. Oh, Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, we got yeah. him. A lot of big names. Odin. Mm-hmm, that's right. And then... Who do you think the other chairs are going to be? Because some people are saying that we're going to get an, a, possibly another variant of Black Panther, like to make up for the loss of Chadwick. So initially what I wanted is I wanted to see <laughs> Idris Elba. But As he, Black Panther? That'd be sick. But That'd he be already dope. has a role in the MCU. Oh, yeah, he's a... Uh, the Frostbridge. I forget his name. Um... um Begins with the O, right? No. I forget. What is his name? Damn it, Johnny. What's his name? I forget. It sounds like Milner. It's a guy who dies. Huh? It sounds similar to Milner. Um, it's not Mjolnir. It's... No, uh, no, no. Shoot, I can't remember his name. But I know what you're talking about. Yeah, he's uh, with the purple eyes and the golden helmet. Yeah, so it, it can't be him, but that would have been a perfect cast. Mm-hmm. Um, another Black Panther. I, I don't want it to be... What's his name? Uh... He died on the first Black Panther. Oh, uh, Michael G. Ward- Michael G. Michael G. Borden. Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> yeah, don't. Killmonger. I did initially, but I wish they'd cast somebody else. Um, 
So that's the guy I was talking about that's in one of the corners that has a black chair. Because mm-hmm. the other ones have been rumored for a long time. But nobody's really spoken about the other people, right? That mm-hmm. are, right. That are in there. Um, so we have... Oh, and then we have... Uh, Do you think they'll bring back Black Bolt from the Inhumans TV show or no? I don't know. Who, who would... I don't really care who's cast for that. Okay. That's it, I think. Is it seven of them? Heimdall. Heimdall's his name. Heimdall. There we there go. go. Nothing close to Mjolnir. <laughs> Heimdall's his name. All right. So, yeah, the trailer looks amazing. Do you think it's true what they're saying? They like this makes like what if canon? Because we see there's a lot of hints like like we're getting like like super uh, supreme strange. We also have the Peggy Carter shield on the poster for the movie. When she's like Captain Carter or whatever. Like we're possibly seeing like other elements of the what if like universe. Did you see that one panel like when like it's him and America Chavez tumbling. And then like the glass shatters and we see like an animated background like a cartoon background. No I missed that. Like saying like there's like, there, like there is a universe. There is a multiverse. There's a dimension in the multiverse in this MCU where like there is a cartoon universe kind of. Which is like really interesting like some kind of like Roger Rabbit kind of stuff. Uh-huh. Okay. I mean, that kind of would... Uh, that would allow What If to be, like, part of that. Though, not just that. Conceptually. We, we would get... um, What was it? The Miles Morales film. Um, oh, uh, Into the Spider-Verse? Yes. I don't know if cool. I want that to be connected to it. You don't want it to be canon? That's too the much. Too or... much. I like the Spider-Verse to be, like, uh, its own thing that's not to be tampered with, you know? I, I like think, it. As I think they thing. can mention it that it's part of it, but to see them, how would they mention like, oh, by the way, the cartoons, like, <laughs> like they're gonna tell the audience, like, by the way, turn to the camera, like, how would they mention that? <laughs> how do you casually mention, oh, by the way, this other Sony property is also part of the MCU? That is awkward. Now back to your regu- regularly scheduled movie. <laughs> so, so who do you think is the main villain? Oh, one thing. That is absolutely Shumagorath. It's Shumagorath in everything but name, but yeah. Yeah, it's Shumagorath. It turns out, I looked this up, turns out they can't use the name Shumagorath for legal reasons. That's what I was thinking, because you brought it up, and I was like, bro, like, that's the guy. Yeah, yeah, there's, yeah. There's no way. Because he has, like, the spikes, the design is very much Shumagorath, but they can't use the name, because I guess the name is owned by whoever owns Conan the Barbarian or something like that. Okay. So they can't use the name. So they use another throwaway, like, Doctor... Another, like, Namor... I think it's a Namor enemy called, uh... I forgot the name already. Gargantos, or whatever. Gigantos, Gargantos. That's not a bad name. And they're just slapping on the name to Shumagorath. But it is conceptually, in every way, Shumagorath. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So I don't so- think Shumagorath is a main villain, though. I feel like... Like, the way they present him in the trailer, it looks like he's just being, like... Oh, I've been... I've got sucked into your universe, or your whatever, like... People are saying the main villain is going to be Scarlet Witch. Very likely. But that's kind of the obvious. Yeah, thing. I feel like it could be Baron Mordo still somehow. Baron Mordo. Yeah, Baron the Mordo. guy with the dreadlocks, the guy from the first Doctor Strange. He's not that OP. Baron Mordo. Well, he's like traditionally the Doctor Strange like rival. He's like the he's like the Venom What's to his Spider Man. No, no, no. I think no Scarlet's way. a whole set. I think it, there might be more than one like core villain. Okay. Uh. Like, some people are suggesting that Scarlet is, like, trying to get a hold of America Chavez because she has, like, the power to jump between dimensions. Uh-huh. And she wants her to jump to a dimension where her kids are still alive or something like that. Oh, okay. And that's why she's pursuing her or trying to, like, 
because we get that hint remember like when he's like oh like when you do stuff or like you tamper with like reality like you like like reward or like when i do it like i get i'm the enemy or whatever but still who's controlling scarlet i don't know if anyone's controlling i think it might just be her i think she's just like super jaded and angry i've heard some people say that uh (coughs) in the trailers you see strange in the bed and he wakes up yeah and he's talking about nightmares so yeah. could oh, nightmare. nightmare! The actual villain, yeah, yeah, possibly. So, but there's also the shot where where Scarlet is just standing there, and she's got like a blood on her face. Uh, oh, where it looks like her face is like cracking, kind of. Yeah, but did you see the part where they zoom into her eye? Yeah, and they show like containment cells or holding cells for like somebody or something, right? Well, in her eye, she's outside. The reflection. Yeah, she's it? outside, but in her eye, the reflection is like it's in a room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's so, like two containment cells on your side next to each other, kind of thing. Yeah, so yeah. It, it could be. Who knows? It looks like we're getting Captain Marvel in some way. Also, I don't know if it's the Brie Larson one or another Captain Marvel, but well, they're saying that it's a Marvel of some type. That they could be saying that person that showed up is one of the persons that was missing in the seats. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that could either be Iron Man or a Blue Marvel or a other Marvel variant. Marvel, Captain Marvel. It'd be cool. Binary. It looks good. It could be binary from like the the aura, the power aura around them. I think it would, would just be okay if uh, Brie was just <coughs> fighting herself, version of herself. No, she's fighting Wanda though in that shot. It's clearly Wanda. Oh yeah, you're right, you're right. It's clearly Wanda against a Marvel of some type. So, interesting stuff, Johnny. I can't believe it. Oh, let's see. Right now it's, okay, we got February, March, April, May. We're like less than four months away from this movie. Really? Yeah, it comes out May 6th, right? May 6th? Mm-hmm. Okay. So we're less than four months because this is already February 16th. So March, April, May. Like, not including this month, we have three months to go. Including this month, we have about three and a half months to go. Okay. So I'm super excited. I'm super hyped. But Johnny, this isn't a Marvel podcast, nor is it a Super Bowl halftime show podcast, or even a cultural podcast, although it can be sometimes. This is the Duo Sense podcast where we speak about movie. No, sorry, not movies. We speak about video games. <laughs> that was my my bad. We talk about video games and video game news every week on here, a weekly podcast that we do. And so, I am your host as always, Andrew Orozco, joined by the Badger of the High Desert, the self-proclaimed Lost Cause, because he's always down for the cause, never down for the count. They say video games have changed. They want to know what he feels about it. I forgot what I had. I have one more thing I wanted to throw in because it's relevant to like us. I have the Still Dre song stuck in my head, and well, anyways, the unnecessary one, Johnny. What's up? I, you know what I was gonna say? I was. Gonna, I was gonna. I'm s- trying to figure out what you're saying. I was like, what? Where's he going with this? I was gonna say, um, either you're perfecting your beat, but that you still have love for the streets. You're the J. You're the J O N. But never mind. I messed up. I flubbed so you're it. Implying I have love for the high desert. You have love for the high desert. That's right. You have love for the streets. Right. Still not loving police, right, Johnny? 50-50. 50-50. <laughs> like, like I said before, it's a love-hate. It's a love-hate relationship, guys, with the police. That's funny. All right, Johnny. That's enough nonsense. Let's get into it. We have a couple of stories to discuss this week. Let's start off with the first one we have here. We have from the gamer, not a person. It's just the website's called the gamer. Written by Rhiannon, Rhiannon, Rhiannon Bavon. EA reflects on Battlefield 2042 failure and blames working from home and Halo Infinite. Talk about not taking responsibility for your actions, Johnny. Battlefield 2042's launch hasn't exactly gone swimmingly. That's one way to put it. 
Players have their own theories as to why this recent installment dropped the ball so much, with complaints made about a lack of content, performance issues. That's what she said. This has caused players to drop off. That's also what she said. Returning to previous entries in the series. Now, almost three months after launch, EA has reportedly held a, quote, town hall, end quote, meeting on how it all went so wrong. Several reasons were given as to why the game was released with so many issues, ranging from problems with the engine, troubles with working from home, and being blindsided by Halo Infinite's launch. It's like, oh crap, that game came out of nowhere. Like, I don't know, we knew about it for like almost a year. <laughs> I don't know how can be blindsided, but okay. This comes from a report courtesy of insider Tom Henderson. According to Henderson, the meeting took place yesterday and shed some light on what higher-ups believe the problems are. One of the reasons cited by EA's chief studios officer, Laura Miel, is the fact that so many were working from home. Quote, add up all of this new innovation, all of this ambition for the new project, and then you add a global pandemic halfway into the project, where the game teams had to work from home, we ended up with more new variables in development than we have ever experienced before, Miel said. Not sure what that has to do with not putting a leaderboard in, but I digress. Because of this, Miel revealed that the game's level of recorded bugs reached historic levels for a dice game, end quote, which looked all the worse when compared to the polished Halo Infinite. The Frostbite engine also takes its fair share of the blame, as it has done with other messy development cycles. This time around, it was because Frostbite apparently needed an upgrade to get it ready for the PS5 and Xbox Series XS generation of gaming. This is said to have taken 18 months over a year that over a year that could have been spent solely on polishing Battlefront. This also wait, did they mean Battlefield? Okay, they put Battlefront. That's Star Wars. I think they meant that. That's a typo. This also meant the team was working on what was essentially a new engine, learning as they went along. Okay, this is starting to make more sense to me. The report says that to combat this, the team will be restructured to encourage a more streamlined development process. That sounds like PR speak to me, Johnny. What does that mean? Streamlined development process. Firing people. That's one way of streamlining. Yeah. It's not known what this means for the workers. Okay, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) But EA stressed that living up to its players' expectations, rather than its own, will now be the priority. That's the end of the article there, Johnny. So I like I like how you follow uh, they followed up with like we're not sure what that means for the workers. It's like ooh, Johnny picked up on it. Uh, what do you think about that? Johnny? Originally, when I read the title, I'm like, okay, it sounds like they're just blaming it on just like whatever. Having read it now, I mean, I mean, Halo Infinite was also developed in a pandemic. Was what extra- I was gonna say it wasn't Resident Evil, wasn't Horizon Zero Dawn. A lot of these games were developed during a pandemic and still didn't like launch without essential features. That said, the whole thing about the Frostbite engine, which is like, that's been like what Battlefield's been made on for the last decade. It yeah, need- that engine has had so many problems, too. And that's one of the reasons why uh, BioWare's uh, Mass Effect Andromeda was such a failure. Is that with like the weird like eyes and googly mouth stuff and like well, the physics? From what I heard, uh, Frostbite was supposed to be focused on first-person games. And then they transitioned over to multiplayer with Mass Effect and... They had it just for that. But. Well, Battlefield is a first-person game, so... Yeah, but there's been so many fucking adjustments, like... Well, like we just read, they had to go through, like, a massive update. It's like, this has happened... I mean, it's not... I'm not Battle... I'm not EA, but, like, this has happened where, like, I've had to... I've been late to work once because my phone did an update in the middle of the night. 
Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if you're, you know, for some reason our phones do updates, right? Mm-hmm. It did an update in the middle of the night, completely updated the software and everything and changed everything. It, it disabled my alarm that I had for the morning. So I woke up and I'm like, oh, shoot, like I'm an hour late. Why didn't anyone tell me like what happened? And I checked my phone and it said like the, the update that I kept push, pushing off and like waiting and waiting. Like it wasn't, the icon wasn't there anymore. And I was like, I put two and two together. I'm like, oh, because like my interface was different. I'm like, oh man, that update screwed me over. So you know what? I'm having been there myself. I'm willing to bet that does play a huge role in everything. So you're saying their alarms were wiped and the employees were for about a year and a half. For a year and a half. half. Uh, But that doesn't really explain things that are like essential. Okay, that explains bugs, but like not having a leaderboard, not no, not having like as much weapon variety, not having a lot of things that the game should have like at launch. They're not bugs. They're just not features. Like, that doesn't really explain that for me, you know? Yeah, why don't they just go with it's ready when it's ready? Like a lot of Sony companies, you know? It's fucking polished, and it just doesn't come out until it's done. I think here the push is, like, you want to you want to hit that holiday season. You don't want to, like, miss out on, a, like, a huge, like, lucrative window. And I feel like... Because what else did EA have for this past season? I don't think they really had anything else, really. Right? I don't think they had like any other games hitting the holiday season. I could be wrong. Wait, yeah. No, yeah, nothing really came out for them. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, right? No, I can't think of anything. Yeah, so I think they kinda had like a make or bust, like break it make it or you know, break it kind of situation here. So Yeah. I don't know. I'm glad that they're still fixing on it. I'm still trying to figure out what streamlining means, because that's such a PR term like it's kind of like saying we're gonna I don't know, I'm trying to think of there's like it's like a very generic response. It's not very satisfying, you know, it's just kinda like it's, just like it's like what do you call it? It's like when you're speaking and not really saying anything. It's just like mumble not mumbling. Uh, you mean sort of like uh tech jargon? Yeah, no, well yeah, because it's like, oh, we're gonna streamline like the teams here and I'm like, the hell does that mean? I mean I wouldn't be surprised if it's what you say, where we're just like we're just firing people. Not sure that's going to solve the issue, but I digress. Any last takes, Johnny? No. All right. Yeah. I don't know. All I know is that I'm not playing Battlefield until they add more guns to the game. How many guns, roughly? I think they have, like, three for each category, which is, like, abysmal. Like, Call of Duty has more than that. (coughs) Sorry about that, guys. I'm kind of coming down with a cold here. It's not because I'm sneezing, because I was sneezing earlier, and sneezing is not a symptom of COVID. All right, next article. This comes to us from comicbook.com, written by Tyler Fisher, a name I can pronounce. It says, new Bloodborne rumor is bad news for PlayStation fans. And so that means it's bad news for me, Johnny, because I am a PlayStation fan. A new Bloodborne and Bloodborne 2 rumor has, has bad news for PlayStation fans, hoping to see more from the series on PS4 and PS5. The past year or so, there have been rumblings that battle... I'm sorry, Bloodborne, not Battleborn. Bloodborne is getting the PS5 slash PC remaster treatment. This hasn't happened yet. There are also been there are also been okay. I hate when they have typos like this. There have also been rumblings that Bloodborne 2 will with some rumors claiming from software has returned for the sequel, while the others have claimed Demon's Soul remake developer Blue Point Studios is working on the sequel. Nothing has come from these rumors yet either. And according to the latest rumor about the... If I read the word rumor one more time. Nothing according to the... Okay. Yeah. Starting over. And according to the la- latest rumor about the series, this isn't changing. 
The latest rumor comes the way of leaker Omnipotent. Omnipotent. That's how you say that, right, John? Omnipotent? Omnipotent. Omnipotent. It's basically all-knowing. That's what it means. Best known for their various leaks and rumors. Look at all these rumors. Surrounding me every day. Pertain to Elden Ring. According to the leaker... Do you hear that dog? Yeah, I hear it. Okay, guys, if you're wondering, the dog's on our end. So don't panic. Look around like think there's a dog chasing you. You're hearing it through us. All right, I think that someone put the dog down. Nope, there it is. Anyways, the latest rumor comes the way comes away of leaker omnipotent best known for their various leaks and rumors pertaining to elden ring according to the leaker of the two possibilities a sequel is more likely but right now both are just that possibilities in other words the leaker claims they've heard nothing in the works for bloodborne that is disappointing quote never say never i guess and it's definitely far more likely than any sequel but with that being said in my entire time as an insider, I've been privy to a lot of stuff that From, as in From Software, has worked on or been even somewhat related to in the past few years. Sekiro and Elder Ring being the big ones, obviously. But also Demon's Souls Remake, Dark Souls Remastered, Metal Wolf Chaos, Derison, and stuff that hasn't even been announced yet. While I don't know every detail of everything, and some things I've known far more about than others, I've never come across anything being dealt with Bloodborne. Even when actively seeking it out multiple times over a period of years. Sequel, remaster, PC port, even a patch. Never have I heard a peep about anything. At least not from a concretely reliable place. So do with that information what you will. End quote. For now, take everything here with a grain of salt. Just like every previous rumor about the series. At this point, we have conflicting information from a variety of sources. Usually where there's this much smoke, there's fire. But Omnipotent is widely considered one of the better sources when it comes to Fruffware. Alright, that's the end of the article. Johnny, what do you think about these rumors? Sorry, me every Do you day. want another one of these games? I just need some time. No? Some time to get... I'm sorry. I had to get that song out of my head. Um, One more time? Do you want another one of these games? Yes! I love really? Bloodborne. You know, I never finished the first Bloodborne. I'm sorry. I never finished the only Bloodborne that exists. Uh-huh. But I, from what I've played, from I got about halfway through the game. I love the combat. The gameplay is so much fun. It's very refreshing. It's very. It's like the Souls game, but less heavy, less clunky. Like you complain. That's what I was gonna ask you because Bloodborne's I, a little more fluid. Okay, when I see Souls, it, it, it looks like you said clunky and heavy. You don't. It's you're not, not. You're not nearly as weighed down as you are in the Souls games. I think. You're not as fluid as like Sekiro, where you're like pulling off ninja moves and stuff. Mm-hmm. But you're somewhere in the middle. You do have a degree of flexibility with your movement, rolling. It's I think it's definitely easier than the Souls games. What's the the game similar to this that's going to come out? It's about to come out. Elden Ring? Yeah, you don't think that's kind of enough? Like, if you're into the genre, the type of game it yeah. is, you feel like... Um, <coughs> yeah, you feel like that, that game is enough. Like, me, sci-fi, I'm like, give me all the fucking sci-fi. You know, you can deliver. Right. But I'm asking because this is your type of deal like is there a point where you're like this this type of game is just saturated right now no i mean oh saturated maybe no because i think there is like something for everyone and i think there's these games do speak to somebody or else they wouldn't be making them right so i don't think oversaturation of the what they call the souls born genre is a thing yet Mm -hmm. 
Uh, I'm sure we're headed that way. I feel like we might be headed that way soon, but I don't think we're quite there yet. Like a while back, people were complaining that there's like too many zombie games. Yep. And then I definitely felt like there was a point where, like, okay, there really is too many zombie games. But it depends on the quality because there aren't too many good zombie like, games. We, well, we just have Dying Light 2, which literally just came out, like, last week. And, like, we've had uh, Resident Evil, which, I mean, you can argue it's moved away from zombies, but uh-huh. hordes of enemies, right? Hordes of undead enemies, basically, is the theme, right? I don't think we're there yet with the Soulsborne games. I think people are still like in that golden age. And then like, I think like maybe two more entries and then we're going to be like tired of Soulsborne games. I think as a collective, we, right. Yeah. Uh, Elden Ring is different because Elden Ring is more like an open world rather than like kind of directed. It's much more uh, from what we've seen, like the team at from software has said like, Oh yeah, like we're designing Elden Ring to be like challenging, but we don't want you to feel as frustrated as you have like in the other games we've done. So, like, they wanted to be challenging, but I'm guessing, I'm thinking, like, reduced load times, maybe, like, kind of, like, a handicap setting, like, after so many deaths kind of thing. Like, they'll give you an option kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the only reason why I would want Bloodborne to come out is because by the time, I mean, if it was to be in development and coming out, it would be way after Elden Ring. Like, I'm done with Elden Ring. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, it's not like, oh, is it too soon? Like, no, because it's not com- It's not like we wanted to come out, like, next month. You know what I mean? It's going to be from announcement probably like a year still after when it gets announced. So I don't think it's like quite oversaturation, but I do think we are headed that way soon. But we're not there yet, Johnny. Not yet. Not yet. Is that why it doesn't appeal to you? Because you just said because it's not a sci-fi setting. You're not into like fantasy or like medieval like period settings. Okay. I'm not really into medieval periods, but I feel like sci-fi game, sci-fi games give me more to think about. Would like, you well, play a Soulsborne game if it was a sci-fi setting? I mean, that's kind of what Horizon is. It's the tribal <laughs> game. It's with high-tech dinosaurs. I would argue mo- that's more like a Monster Hunter game. But yeah, okay, okay, yeah. Yeah, and then... It, yeah, because the upgrades are more like your skill, not rather like a set level kind of thing. Yeah, and the... Uh, Which like is like Monster Hunter. Monster Hunter is the same. I'm not into like the MacGuffins that they offer. Like... It's about a sword. It's about this fucking sorcerer's fucking mystical... Pondering my orb over here. Kind yeah, of. yeah. Th- those, those the sacred really stone. And then sci-fi the poses... The talismans of evil or stuff like that. Sci-fi to me poses more interesting stuff. Like when you when you talk about like Blade Runner, it's... You're telling me there's no MacGuffins in sci-fi, Johnny? No, there is. Okay. But I, I prefer them a lot more. But like the stories like Blade Runner, it's when you're an android... And you're, like, so close to being a fucking human. Like, what does it mean to be a human being? And is there a point where you're just fucking human if you're bleeding and you... All that type of shit, right? I mean, if you play Detroit Become Human, they kind of delve into that stuff. Well, sci-fi. Have you played Detroit Become Human? A little bit. Mm. But I'm just not into the mechanics for that. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Yeah, also, I don't feel like it's very visceral <coughs> with those type of games. Like, I, it doesn't feel personal to me. Detroit Become Human is basically Blade Runner, if you made Blade Runner uh, with three different points of view, and made it about civil rights. Yeah, the story sounds cool. Because they're, like, really synthetic people. And like, in, with that well, click and... Yeah. I'm not down for that. It's not the most uh, gameplay-heavy game around here. Yeah, but then, like, the Elden Ring stuff, I don't feel a connection with the characters. And then the combat doesn't feel very personal. Like, when I stab somebody, 
it doesn't feel like this is actually a person. It's know? not like Years of War where you get the camera angle and you're like sawing somebody in half kind of thing. That right? type of thing, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it feels like, less, yeah, impersonal. Or it doesn't feel like The Last of Us where every person you shoot, they have some type of reaction, right? Like you're just whacking people and like, okay, moving on. Yeah, like a lot of people with those, like you hit them with a sword and they collapse and you're uh, Yeah. Fair enough. I think that's a fair point. I don't disagree. I think you're right. I guess I... I I'm a little more forgiving about that stuff because I like open world. I like that sense of wonder and exploration. And I like that stuff combined with like, I, I like medieval stuff because I think it's it, it scratches that historic itch I love and stuff. So even though it's not his, like real. Also, when they when they discuss the powers in it, do they go into it? Like, okay, if there's sci-fi, there's like... Usually not. Not really. Yeah, they don't tell you like this thing. Like no one cares. Yeah, no one really cares about much about like the background of like... Where does this power come from? Nah, it's just always been there. They don't try to connect. To not really. It's not like Star Wars where they do like the whole force like parables and like metaphors. Yeah, like really. the midichlorians. Yeah, it's not. Well, no one likes the midichlorians in Star Wars. I don't think it's. Some right. things don't need explanation. Some things get worse when you know the magic behind when it's not magic and it's just like a person behind the curtain kind of stuff. It's, I think it grounds it. I think it's okay. I think most Star Wars fans you talk about, you talk with, if ever, are going to disagree with you about midichlorians because that's always been kind of like the oh, George Lucas doing George Lucas stuff to Star Wars. So, anyways, we're not talking about that right now. So, uh, Bloodborne. I wish it was. I w- that sucks that it's not like even like murmurs, like authentic, like trusted, verified murmurs, because mm-hmm. that means that this game, if ever, is still like a long, long, long way away. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's a good thing Elden Ring's around the corner, so there we go. All right, <coughs> sorry. Moving on. I wanted to make sure we were still recording. All right, we have an article here from Games Radar, uh, written by Bradley Russell. Another name I can pronounce. Exclusive it says Uncharted director says his Jack and Daxter movie could star Tom Holland. That's. I'm not sure that's a good idea, but all right. Just a few days ago, the Jack and Dexter franchise was seemingly lying dormant. Then Tom Holland spoke about wanting to make a Jack and Dexter movie. And then Charted director Ruben Fleischer revealed that he's actually making one. Over a call from Rome, Fleischer spoke to Games Radar Plus at length about the upcoming project and revealed that he's already talked to Holland, who plays Nathan Drake in the Uncharted movie. Let's not talk about the Metacritic score for that, Johnny. It's just, just, it's, it's not great. It's sales are doing fine. The Uncharted movie? Like yeah. pre-sale tickets? It's doing pretty well. Oh yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure it's going to do great. Uh, just by, oh, quote, just by coincidence, somebody forwarded me an article where Tom Holland was asked if he could make any video game a movie, which would it be? Fleischer says, quote, he said Jack and Daxter. And so when I saw him earlier this week on this tour, I said, you know, Tom, someone told me that you want to make that movie. I'm actually trying to make it. End quote. So there's a possibility that we could partner again on that one, which I'm really excited about. Really? Of all the games to make a movie, you want to do Jack and Daxter. Okay. Fleischer also touched on his history with the Jack and Daxter series and the surprising two films that inspire the upcoming project. Quote, My heyday as a gamer and playing PlayStation was really the first console, Fleischer says. I can't say that I've evolved with all the titles, so I'm a little bit stuck in the past. Jack and Daxter was always a game that I just loved. Okay, that's fair enough. Quote, similar to Uncharted, what makes Jack and Daxter so special is the buddy relationship at the center of it, he adds. They are a team and they help each other out and they make sacrifices for one another. And that is, I think, the key to a great comedy. 
It's a little funny to hear, but the two movies that kind of inspired the film adaptation of Jack and Daxter are Midnight Run and The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. Okay, that sounds good because I love that movie. The director also says that they have hired writers who are in the process of writing the script and that he's partnered with Naughty Dog and PlayStation in the development of the Jack and Daxter movie. I forgot Naughty Dog did Jack and Daxter. Uh, there's been no official word from Sony or the game's creators, Naughty Dog, on the Jack and Daxter movie, but it's fair to say, watch this space. Uncharted exclusively in cinemas on February 11th in the UK and February 18th in the US. What? They already have it, Johnny? They've had it for a whole week before us? I'm jealous. For more on what's... Okay, that's about it. All right. Thank you, Bradley Russell, for that. So, Johnny, <laughs> would you wait? Would you waste your wish of a video game to movie on Jack and Daxter? I don't know. I didn't think so. Me neither. Even for like my childhood <coughs> stuff, not even close. Has Jack and Daxter ever like resonated with you though? No. I feel like that was a game probably like you were already too old for when it came out. When did it come out? PS2 launch. PS2 launch. Um, I'm not sure. I know I skipped over it. So I, like 2000, about 2000, 2001 around there. I mean 2000. I think I was already playing uh, Metal Gear. Probably at that right. point. Metal Gear, Grand Theft Auto. Um, yeah, I was going to play Jack and Daxter. I mean, I've played a little bit of, I think I want to say one or two. I forgot which one it was. Uh, he is right about that. There is definitely a strong bond between Jack and Daxter, the characters. I played a Daxter game for PSP because it came with my PSP. But other than that, I don't really have much of a touchstone for the series. Um. It's kind of whatever. I just find it funny that Tom Holland wants to do everything. Like he wanted to be Spider Man, he wanted to be Nathan Drake, and now he like wants to be part of a of a Dak and Jackster. I'm sorry, Jack and Daxter. I got that around mixed up. Uh, game or sorry, movie. I think it's funny that he like he's kind of making all these. He's manifesting all these things that are kind of happening. So I'm wondering. Zendaya. What about her? He manifests Zendaya. Oh, that's right. There's that interview where he said like, well, like who do you have a crush on, right? Yeah. And that was before they even did Spider-Man, right? I think so, yeah. That's crazy. Don't do... Come on, Tom. Manifest something great for once. Like, I mean, not that this entire is not great, but I mean, like, if you're going to waste a wish on a video game being a movie, Johnny, which one would you do, honestly? For that type of game? Like, that level of a game? For a game to be a movie, yes. Okay, well, I was going to... Comparing this, I would say uh, Sly Cooper. Sounds like a better Ooh, film. Ooh. But, like, Ocean's... That? Yes. Yeah, that's okay. under... Uh, well, that used to be... Um, I'm sorry. That used to be Sucker Punch. But then they gave it to Sinzaru, but Sinzaru closed. But Sony still owns the IP. There was a point where there was supposed to be a Sly Cooper movie. Mm-hmm. It actually entered pre-production. This was, like, about four, maybe five years ago, I think. Like we saw, I think we saw like a trailer or a concept for it on YouTube. You can look it up on YouTube, but then like it just fizzled out and then nothing really happened with it. Okay. But Sly Cooper done like a Ocean's Eleven or Ocean's Twelve style movie, that would be sick. No, it could even be like Mission Impossible with that song. That makes more sense actually. Yeah, yeah, because Ocean's Eleven those are heavy ensemble cast movies. You're right. Something more like a Mission Impossible, like. Uh-huh. But, but as far as the games that I want to see, uh. I like I want these films to happen but at the same time I don't want it to just they get fucking ruined no like mo- obviously we're talking about the ideal optimized like okay Metal Gear a game okay but that's already being done though Remember? it is by a pretty good uh, director someone who's like has a love for yeah, the series yeah, like he's homies with Kojima exactly so that's 
You don't want to double up on. You don't want to waste your wish on something that's already happening. Hypothetically, what would you want? For me, and it sounds funny. Like I think a GTA movie would be dope. Uh, that could work. If they kind of just hit like if, using the characters from the GTA universe. But it's odd, dude, because it's. You wouldn't watch a movie with Franklin and Trevor and Michael? No, I would, but how do you even execute that film? Because there's, like, so many fucking explosions and helicopters and trains and... Like, there's so many things they can't do that they do in the game. Like, there's fucking aircraft, like jets. There's UFOs. Like, how do you throw all that shit? Okay, maybe not the UFOs, but... It's, like, a gangster film. Like, how? Well, they're heists. Remember, it's mostly... The game is about heists. Okay. So, I think you could do a good heist movie and still have, like obscene stuff like the federal reserve like when they like rob the federal that's like the last heist mission right in the game they rob what well, they call the union depository but it's basically the federal reserve is what it's called uh-huh. and then like they have jets they have the thing where like you remember those heists where you like switch between their different perspectives like one's like s- sniping across like the street and the building and then one's like repelling from a helicopter like you could do like a big budget action so i would want to see it like the acting and everything is like on a serious note but the shit that goes around them is just absurd. Okay. That's how I want to see it executed. Like the alien stuff, I want it to be in there. But I'm I don't surprised. want to see spaceships. I just want it to like be hinted at. I'm know? surprised you didn't say like Mass Effect or Dead Space. I'm surprised you didn't choose one of those two. It'd probably be Dead Space, Mass Effect for sure, <laughs> but the casting would be a disaster. Like today, I feel like the casting for Mass Effect would be because of like Femshep and like like who which Shepherd are we going with like no Femshep is cool but I I don't think or, the casting would just be great you think you, like I don't mind a Femshep like when I played Mass Effect so you can't imagine I someone Femshep. you can't imagine someone doing like a, a great Garrus or something like that they or, a, cast the, or a great Miranda they or, really wouldn't cast the actors that I I think are dope I would love to I would love to see who they would do for Miranda just cuz like well, Miranda? yeah cuz Miranda's supposed to epitomize on, like ideal beauty exactly. so Exactly. So the which shit out of that. so which actress would be considered like if you were to if you casting an actress for that movie that would be like a huge compliment to that actress you know what I'm saying? They'd, yeah, but it would just wouldn't be true to Miranda. They'd make all these fucking Jennifer Love Hewitt, Johnny. Jennifer Love Hewitt. No. Yes, Jennifer Love Hewitt. No, she can be uh she, she could be Tally. Is that the one where it's covered like you never see her face? <laughs> yes. That'd be a waste. No, 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 no not Tally. Uh, no. I, or what's her name? Jax? Jack? Jack? I like Jack. Jax. Jack is cool. Jax would be Jack. Jack is cool. I like uh, her. Jax. That would be. Someone like Avril Lavigne or something. Someone like in that vein would fit. Oh, you know who great? Ruby Rose. Ruby Rose would be great as Jack. Nah. Yeah. No. Definitely. She has that persona kind of. I think you're just trying to push the type of girl you like onto the film. Okay, Freud, trying to wrap, turn this around on me. All right. Anyways, so Johnny, what do you think? Do you think it's a little premature for them? Like, let's see how Uncharted does before you start working on a Jack and Daxter movie. And then, like, would this be live action or would this be like CGI, like the Ratchet and Clank movie? Yeah, yeah, I want that CGI. Yes. Over live action. Yes. I think live action would look pretty like bad. Like Sonic. Sonic looks great though. Sonic looks great yeah. in live action though. Yeah, that's what I want. Oh, I thought you said you want CGI. I misunderstood. That is CGI. No, I meant like CGI, like the Ratchet and Clank movie, which is basically just the game, like with cutscenes, but it still looks like a game. Well, it's CGI superimposed on. Fair enough. Okay, okay. Game. Okay. Do you want it animated? There you go. Do you want it animated, or would you want it to be like live action? What do you consider live action? Like Sonic the Hedgehog, and Detective Pikachu. Well, that's CGI. Okay. 
Okay, played along like actual real life people. Like exactly, it's CGI superimposed okay. on real life. But like Ratchet and Clank, all the characters are every, every scene even the right human is... characters are like oh no from the game. No, no, okay, no. okay, we got there eventually. We got there eventually. Got it. Thank you. Yo, okay, do you think do you think this is a little premature? Or do you think this could be promising? Do you think they have like the chops? Like yeah, like, why don't we start doing already another project before we see what happens? That sounds like an easy project. Oh, because it's like it, you're not casting big names, probably, or like it could be something where you can kind of just write it off if it doesn't do well. Is that what you mean by easy project? Or yeah, it it sounds like like easy, easy to scale. Is that what you mean? Like the production, like if it doesn't do great, hey, we didn't spend too much on it. Is that what you mean? Or yeah, because you're saying easy, and I'm like easy to because it's not like a deep, deep like narrative. Yeah, there's not like crazy deep. Lore for that <coughs> there's game. no stakes in mm-hmm. making it. Yeah, there's no like Uncharted was tougher to make because like everybody knows Sully. We all know how he acts, right? We all know his fucking aesthetic. And then they deviated when it was pretty. It was fairly easy. It's like Sully looks like this, right? Uh, basically, really like your like Sully. your uncle or somebody. Yeah. Like your old like our, like Arthiel Arthiel. Uh, what's Raquel's wife's name? Uh, husband name? Jose. Like Arthiel Jose. Something like well, not as old as him, but like that tier, right, of person. And they went with, like, Mr. Mark Wahlberg, who really should be playing, like, the main character. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. it's a little bit difficult to cast. Actually, I don't think it's difficult to cast a Sully, but you see how they fucking deviate it. And in, in Jack and Dexter, if they deviate like that, I don't sort think like it'd a, be. Sort of like a Tommy Lee Jones would have been, like, a good Sully. That kind of person, Tommy right? Tommy Lee? Yeah. I mean, he's too old for it, but, like, somebody of that, like, caliber. No, someone who could still roll around in the dirt, but like I think uh, a good um, Sully would have been what's his name uh, from 007. Pierce Brosnan? No, no, before him. Before Pierce Connor. Brosnan? Connor. Sean Connery. Sean Connery. Oh, that is way past that age. But he would have been great like forty years ago or thirty years ago. Thirty years ago. Like when you mean Indiana Jones? Twenty years ago. Indiana Jones. Yeah, he's in. No, he's Harrison Ford's dad in the movie. Sean Connery? Yeah, he played in the third movie. He's he's Harrison Ford. He's Han Solo's dad, or Indiana Jones' dad. Are we talking about the same person? Like, Sean Connery. Yeah, he talks like this. Yes, there yeah. we go. Yes, that's yeah. Sean Connery. Yeah, yeah. The original 007. Yeah, there's. I've thought about better names, but right now that's all I could think of. Sean okay. Connery. Yeah, I think you're right. I think I think regardless of how Uncharted performs financially, I think Jack and Dexter. If they scale it to the point where it's not like putting all your eggs in one basket, I think that's hard to screw it up. They just gotta follow like the Sonic uh, formula. Yeah, I agree. Blueprint. Yeah, good. I like the way you think, Johnny. You make sense. You make sense. All right, let's move on to our next story. This comes from Polygon, and this is probably the most I think the most important story of this of today. This comes from Michael McWhorter. McWhorter. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Says Nintendo shutting down Wii U and Nintendo 3DS eShops and frustrating fans. That's one way of putting it. Nintendo will close the online stores for its Wii U console and Nintendo 3DS handheld in late March 2023. So about a year and a month from now. The company announced Tuesday. After those stores called Nintendo eShop shut down, it will no longer be possible to make digital purchases for the Wii U and Nintendo 3DS family of systems. The Wii U and 3DS eShop's closure also means that the game demos and other free content will no longer be available to download as of March 2023. While that 2023 date may seem far off, Nintendo will make it more difficult to purchase games and other content from the Wii U and 3DS eShops in 2022, that's this year, 
On May 23rd of this year, Nintendo will end support for adding funds to a Nintendo eShop account on Wii U and 3DS using a credit card. And on August 29th, it will no longer be possible to use a Nintendo eShop card to add funds to an account in Nintendo eShop on Wii U or the Nintendo 3DS family of systems, Nintendo said in a support notice. After the March 23 shutdown, and for the foreseeable future, Nintendo says it will still be possible to re-download games and DLC, receive software updates, and play games online on Wii U and 3DS. Why is this happening? Nintendo attempted to answer that in an FAQ posted alongside the support notice saying, quote, This is part of the natural life cycle for any product line as it becomes less used by consumers over time, end quote. That answer is not sitting well with many customers who fired back at the company on social media that the closures will have a detrimental impact on many games' availability. In addition to many native Wii U and 3DS games that are only available digitally or are prohibitively expensive in physical form, the eShop closures will also mean the end of virtual console on those systems. Nintendo's current implementation of offering classic games on Nintendo Switch comes in the form of the subscription-based Nintendo Switch Online which offers a meager number of NES and Super NES titles, as well as Nintendo 64 and Sega Genesis games, compared to the virtual console libraries on previous generation Nintendo platforms. Nintendo acknowledged those concerns in its FAQ with the following question and answer, which it deleted from the supports after the notice went live and fans called it out. <coughs> Quote, Once it is no longer possible to purchase software in Nintendo eShop on Wii U, the Nintendo 3DS family of systems, Many classic games for past platforms will cease to be available for purchase anywhere. Will you make classic games available to own some other way? If not, then why? Doesn't Nintendo have an obligation to preserve its classic games by continually making them available for purchase? And then here's like the answer to that. Across our Nintendo Switch online membership plans, over 130 classic games are currently available in growing libraries for various legacy systems. The games are often enhanced with new features such as online play. We think this is an effective way to make classic content easily available to a broad range of players. Within these libraries, new and longtime players can not only find games they remember or have heard about, but other fun games they might not have thought to seek out otherwise. We currently, here's the main part, we currently have no plans to offer classic content in other ways. The Wii U eShop offers more than 300 games via Virtual Console in North America, while the Nintendo 3DS eShop offers 191. Fan outcry seems unlikely to sway Nintendo's decision to end support for the Wii U and Nintendo 3DS, sorry, Nintendo 3DS eShops based on similar previous shutdowns. The company closed the Wii Shop channel in 2019 and ended support for Super Mario Maker on Wii U in 2021, despite largely negative response to those decisions. That's the end of that article, Johnny. Johnny, so Nintendo's definitely not going to cave in the same way like Sony did with like the Vita and the PS3, like not closing shop. Uh, Nintendo's much more resistant to fan outcry because they kind of have like this attitude like mic drop, like do something about it. Slow second. Nintendo's much more resistant to outcry. They kind of just, they don't care what you think. They haven't, I mean, they're, the, they're one of the few companies out there who like negative PR, like, like doesn't even affect me anyway. So yeah, they don't even make sense sometimes. Like <coughs> people that uh, publish videos on Nintendo on YouTube, mm -hmm. and although that promotes their games, they're still like, "No, fucking shut it down." 
Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Nintendo was weird. I remember back a while back when like YouTube's like Let's Plays and like reviews were a big thing. Nintendo was the only one that like you could only make videos about their stuff like if you were partnered with them. Mm-hmm. And then they had to like if you were doing like ads, then they would have to get like a certain percentage of your like YouTube revenue. So like they're very uh heavy-handed with like they're very litigious when it comes to like law like like copyright filing and stuff like they're very hardcore about like their legal stances so uh what do you think about this journey what do you think about nintendo doing this and then as a broader conversation what do you think about how we talked about in the past about the preservation of software and stuff i don't think it's a big deal like really i mean it's already ran its course right it's the wii u right all right, yeah. Well, it's the Wii U and the Nintendo 3DS. So the Nintendo 3DS came out in 2011, and the Wii U, I want to say, I'm sorry, yeah, the Wii U, I want to say like 2012, maybe 13, 2012 around there is when they. Yeah, it's already time. I'm totally fine with it. I don't really see what the problem is. Of course, the, you're fine with it. Yeah, but the outcry. What what exactly was the outcry? <coughs> the outcry is just like we want to still have this thing here. Yes. Probably a lot of people that don't even make purchases. Yes. Some do, and yes. a lot of them don't. They just want to have some fuck type of outcry. I, well, okay. So, so I think some of the arc, arc, yeah, I think some of the outcry is definitely just reactionary. Like, I mean, the thing that would really solve this is if we would get some stats on it. If Nintendo was like, here, here's the fucking sales five years ago compared to last year compared to now, and this is a trajectory. No, no, I'm sure. Yeah, no, for sure. I'm sure the trajectory is like we're seeing declining sales every year. I'm There's no way that's not true. I believe that. Yeah. But I'm saying like, what do you think about the people who like from a preservationist aspect? It's like there is games on here that you cannot get any other way. Like it's once it shuts down, like those games are gone. Unless Nintendo like releases them on another platform, which historically has been very bad at doing. So one thing I was trying to figure out: the only place to download it is going to be that place, right? And then For once now. you download it, is it something where it's like I forget what it is, like DRM, where you have to be connected? Every no. Once so they mention like it, like no matter what, like even after the store closes, like if let's say you delete something off your system, yeah, as long as like it's tied to your account, you will be able to re-download it from the servers again. That sounds great. But what are we okay? So what about all the games that people have like never heard about or have never got to try because they didn't know what they existed? Like, what if I just saw a YouTube video about like, oh, this is great, great 3DS games? Like, oh yeah, it sucks. You can't download this game anymore because it no longer exists in any way where you can buy it. And like, is it fair to punish people who don't know about those things yet, about those games yet? Well, what is what is Nintendo gonna do with that? Like those servers, right? The servers are kind of carrying a weight where, where they need a like they need the room to put all these other their catalog. It's probably yeah. I'm sure it's not financially like I'm sure they're hemorrhaging money by keeping them up in some way. I I don't pretend to know how servers work because the fact they don't. Okay, so you can re-download games that you own already from it. So that tells me like it's not like it's just data that's just lost forever. Well, the question is. Are by them not closing this down, compromising anything in the future for other players that are just jumping in, right? Well, if they close it, that means people in the future who don't know about the games yet will just never have access to them. But if you're young, you're probably not going to be like, oh, I need that fucking console from 10, 12 years ago. True. I mean, I think I want the latest. I think the majority of people are not going to be like in a scramble to be like, oh, man, like I'm not going to play this game that I had all these years to buy. Right. Is what you're saying? 
Yeah, I mean, if it's a trade-off, it's like, hey, we're we're trying to build this new infrastructure or whatever, and it's going to be good <laughs> for the older community as well as the new one. So it's like but the older community is... But are you implying that the new community is going to have access to the old games? The old? Yeah, like the stuff that's getting lost with the closure of the eShop. It's just... Dude, it's such an old console. If, if you... If it's but there 12 is, years okay. ago, it's not like, like just now you're like, oh fuck, I didn't know about this one game. Like you, you've been over it. <coughs> like I've been over the PS one, two, three, four. Okay, those examples don't work though because you can physically buy those games out there. Probably just harder to find. Okay, we're talking about the closure of an entire storefront where, like, once it's closed, like you will not have access to those things ever again. But Unless if you, purchase it, you can download it. Yes, exactly. Okay. Does that make sense now? Yeah, I'm, I'm just not like okay. What about from a like new, a historical this... preservationist aspect? Aspect. I don't know what I said. Aspect. Aspect. <laughs> what do you think? Do you think there's a, any grounds there to stand on, or you think it's just kind of pointless? Because honestly, I uh, honestly I feel this. I, I mean, there's games on the 3D. I never had a Wii U, nor do I intend to ever have a Wii U. Okay. But I feel like if you have a game on there in some form around the 3DS and it only exists digitally and it can only be purchased on that storefront, I think you have the moral imperative to put that game somewhere where it's accessible if you're not going to if you're going to shut down the only means to access it. I think it should be archived or put up on the Internet as a ROM or like something for people to have future access to. It's like I'm trying to give you money and you're like, nah. And you just like close your store. Kind well, of how thing. many people are trying to give them? Money? I don't know how many. I'm sure and, it's not that many. And are they? Are they? Are they? Is it really a case where they're like hemorrhaging fucking money to keep this thing up? You know what? I'm and, pretty and people, sure Nintendo can handle it. I'm pretty sure they can take the cost. I'm pretty sure too. But what if they can take that money and put it into new games? I mean, as long as they're transferring or over the old software, more, like as long as they can transfer the old software to a new system, I think like. And the, the new and improved eShop for Switch. If you put all that stuff on Switch, I think the, then the case is null and point and like good for you. But I don't think they're doing that. And the people that are for historical reasons archiving these games, very important. But how many people are purchasing games? Those people versus like the <coughs> masses, like me, like not very many. Yeah. So are they going to spend all that fucking money for those collectors? Although they are buying, is it worth keeping there? Keeping it there compared to like all the other fucking masses that want new games. Mm, I don't know. I get you. What I'm trying to say is that shit is 12 years old. Like it's run its course. Like it's time. Like what's a good time to keep it up? Like for the next 50 years? No, I think the solution is not to keep it up, but that to just transfer it to Switch. Like just modernize access to the content. Then shut down the servers or whatever, fine, but like make that crap like available somewhere. Somehow. Okay. Good point. Okay. So that means a lot of people... You changed my mind that quick. A lot of people are going to become pirates, Johnny. They're going to sail the open seas of the internet and get that ROM booty. Yeah, I'm fine with that, too. Yeah, I'm fine with that, too. This is like the... What's that quote about how uh, when laws prevent something from being something, then the something becomes like the new... Something. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what you're talking about or no? No, no. When like laws <coughs> make something like illegal, that's the it is the moral imperative to make the something like just or make it legal or something like that. It's kind of like in the his when in the course of human of mankind, like laws have rendered him to be like you know. That's kind of relative. You don't think so? Depends. It is the it is the right of the people to throw off the bonds that tie them and to establish a new form. Of, I'm saying basically saying that you're going to create a new pirate republic with this move, and yeah, and you deserve and Nintendo deserves it for doing that. That's all I'm saying. We're gonna, ha- we're gonna well, they're not going to just like hey guys, here's all the games. They're all free. I'm going to mod my 3ds, Johnny. That's what I'm going to do. Go for it. Going to hack it, hack it to high heaven. Going to download the crap out of it. Yeah, the- which is great because I have a 128 gigabyte SD card. You know how many games can, how many 3DS games can fit on that? The average 3DS game is like one gig, less than that one gig. Huh. Okay. So, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna pirate the crap out of the 3DS. So Nintendo, you are on notice. Any last words, Johnny? Or you are all. I'm still thinking about it, but I don't know how else to frame we'll, it. We'll let you chew on it. We'll let, we'll let it marinate in your in your brain for a little bit longer. We're going to go to our final story, Johnny. One, I think, resonates a little more with your sense of... Uh, your sense of... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Moral outrage. All right, Johnny. Unpause. Back to the, our main story. The last... I'm sorry, not the main story. Our last story for... Last news story for this episode. Polygon is the website. Written by Ryan Gilliam. Gory mystery thriller, Martha is Dead, will be censored on PlayStation, devs say. Let's find out why, Johnny. Let's find out why. Martha is Dead, an upcoming first-person thriller thriller by developer LKA and Wired Productions, won't have parody across its versions. While the Windows PC and Xbox versions of the game will launch as its developer intended on February 24th, the PlayStation versions will be altered for content. Wire Productions revealed the change of plans via Twitter on Friday, just two weeks out from release. Quote, it is with great, no, I'm sorry, it is with regret that we have had to modify the experience on the PS5 and PS4 versions, with some elements no longer playable, the developer said on Twitter. After over four years of passion and hard work, Developer LKA now required extra time to make these unplanned changes. While the game will hit its scheduled launch day on all platforms, physical versions of the game for PS4 and PS5 are delayed. There will be no delay for the physical or digital versions of the game on Windows PC or Xbox Series X. As for why the game is getting censored on PlayStation, it's currently unclear. Polygon has reached out to Sony Interactive Entertainment and will update when the company responds. However, there is a graphic clip circulating on social media that's making players uncomfortable. The clip involves slicing a dead woman's face off, first on the right side, then the forehead, and then the left. I got it's like, you know, painting it out for you. The clip shows a player lifting the severed face off of her head just before it cuts. In its statement, Wire Production says the developer has communicated that Martha is Dead is intended for, quote, adult audiences only, end quote, and features, quote, potentially discomforting scenes and themes that may distress some players, end quote, and that the developer offers multiple in-game warnings about that content. The aforementioned clip earns its discomforting description, 
though some would argue it shouldn't be up to PlayStation to censor that content for players. The ESRB rated Martha is dead as M, citing intense violence, blood and gore, sexual themes, partial nudity, and strong language. Martha is dead is set in 1944 in Tuscany near the end of World War II. A woman named Martha is found dead, <laughs> as you can tell from the name of the game, uh, in the game's opening, and players will take on the role of Martha's twin sister in order to understand her death during one of the darkest periods of human history. That's the end of that article. Johnny, I'm guessing, do you have any strong feelings about this? Or I'm, I'm assuming you agree with the stance that it's not up to PlayStation to decide what is or is not suitable for its players what do you think well that's why we have the uh esrb right that's right they've yeah, just no given it an rating. m rating so yeah. that means it's suitable for anybody who's 17 or above yeah, and I, I just don't understand playstation's bias or whatever's going on there i mean the obvious example is like the last of us fucking blowing off limbs what do they do with last of us how gory that shit is oh i thought you were saying they censored it somehow i'm sorry no no like shit's gory as fuck uh, jesus christ i i remember a machete to the side of the neck Whenever they would attack Ellie, you just see like her like neck being torn apart and like click with the clickers. Yeah, um, yeah, all that stuff. There's a uh, Abby fucking butt naked in the boat. That type of deal, right? Sexual and nudity, see all the yeah. Titties and everything is just out in the open. Nudity, partial nudity, yeah. Um, shooting dogs. Don't forget that. I don't know if there's a like a ESRB just uh, like a specific like keyword for shooting dogs, but a lot of people are are reached by that. But right, yeah, right. there's that. Um, so that's just one fucking game. It's crazy. But you start playing the game, you you know what you're in for for the next right. what, thirty hours or whatever. Yeah, they mentioned too that this game has multiple warnings of like content within the game already. So and then there's other games like uh, Resident Evil. Remember. Resident Evil Remake Part 2, the part where Leon is walking down a hall, and then he sees the police officer in the corner. Oh, and like his jaw's just hanging. Exactly, it's just hanging out, and you can see all the flesh, it's red. It's... That's a good point. You make a strong point. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's, it's super graphic. Like, when I saw it, and that's on a trailer, dude. It's yeah. not even, it's on a fucking trailer. It's not like hidden behind the game or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So, I just don't get Sony's bias. It's just absurd to me. It is, I think you draw a good, you draw like a strong, you make a good point with the whole like the, like the Resident Evil games, they never shy away from gore, right? They're very mm-hmm. like upfront, like that's kind of like the shock factor, like the, yeah, like this is what's going on, right? I think, I wonder if it has anything to do with the fact that because it's framed as a woman and like, it sounds like she's not being torn apart by a creature, but like you're doing the mutilation. I'm wondering if that's like the, like the last hair on the camel's back kind of situation where like. Because you're mutilating a dead corpse of a woman, I wonder if there's some kind of like some kind of you know morality connotation there that's like nah, like this is too far. What do you think? Do you think that's? Do you think any of the factors I mentioned are like, you know, justifying the censorship or? I think they're just picking one and not the other where it's okay because the last of us you're shooting a bunch of females i have to imagine i don't know this for sure but i have to imagine it's not always the same people who do the rating within the system like i'm sure the esrb has many like people on board and it's just one of those situations where like but they have this criteria to follow true true yeah it's rated m right it's not an ao game like adults only like like the porn games you see like on pc or something right yeah this is rated m at this is a rated M the same way Halo, uh, Gears of War is rated M, the same way Last of Us is rated M, the same way that Resident Evil is rated M, right? So there there should be some kind of sort of like 
broad consistency across the board, right? Because I'm pretty sure we would have known if Resident Evil was censored in some way, right? Well, the thing is, Sony's doing the censoring. And the ESRB has their criteria and they're telling us this like, is where the game stands. Like, and- if it's good enough for us, it should be good enough for you, right? Yeah. I agree. I agree. This is weird. This is a weird move by PlayStation, but it's not... I mean, Nintendo has gotten flack in the past for, like, doing the same thing where they would censor, like... Especially with, like, anime-style games. Exactly. Those where they, car- a lot of those are just cartoons. And they have to, like, add more clothing to certain characters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is definitely kind of, like, out of left field, I feel. Like, this is not typical PlayStation, like, at work here, right? So this is weird that they're doing this. Uh, they haven't said that's officially the reason, but apparently that's, like, the most graphic or the most kind of, like, shocking moment from the game. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious if PlayStation will ever come out and say, like, is for this reason, or if the developer will ever be allowed to say, like, I imagine once the game comes out, people can just do, like, okay, look at the PC version and then play the PlayStation version and just see what's the difference, just spot the difference. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it'll become very apparent, like, oh, this is the thing they, they took issue with, right? The reasoning, though, the reasoning is something we probably will never find out. I imagine that's probably like a closed memo thing, like, hey, like, take this and this and this from the game. Why? Because I said so. I don't know. That seems like the kind of like memo I imagine. I don't think I'll. I don't know if they ever have to like defend or like describe why they want certain things changed. I'm curious if they do. They probably do, but that's uh, not like information that's privy to the public, really. Yeah, I, I really can't figure out why one is okay and not the other. Like Resident Evil, when I say the cop was laying on the ground and you could see his jaw, I wanted to say maybe it's because you didn't see it actually happen. Yeah, I think the action. And it being done by the player. And I think the context of that is probably a huge reason. But again, if it's good enough for the ESRB to say it's rated M, then that should, I think it should just stop right there. Like, yeah, because the ESRB exists as a third party, like, um, institution to kind of like curtail, like, Hey, this is what this, these are the things that qualify for this rating. And then like out of that, like you've been warned. That's why we have the rating on the game. Anything after that, that's on you. We don't have liability beyond that, mm-hmm. right? So I, I feel like most of the games that are getting censored are not like massive studios. Oh, okay. Do you think they they don't want to censor like the big boys? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, that could be possible. So that's what you mean when we say bias, then. So it's like I just don't know how in, to describe it because they're indie; they're easier to push around. Is what you're saying? Possibly, I could see that. I could see there's some merit there. I think. Okay. On a, on a tangent, how do you feel about this in in film? Because like over the over the years, film has very <coughs> feels like it's been watered down as far as the violence. I don't mm, like like the best. I don't mean the best because of course don't don't fucking endorse the violence. But as far as graphic stuff, the craziest stuff we're gonna see is like Quentin Tarantino stuff. Oh yeah, or it's egregious and like beyond. At that point, where it's more like it's like almost like it's like a meme in itself, right? Like it's like art for art's sake, kind of thing. Yeah, and well, but the but in context, like Quentin Tarantino stuff, as violent as as it is, it makes sense because of the story that you're following. But also because that's just that's his style. That's like, like like we talk about Kojima a lot and like Kojima has like a certain way of making Kojima games. Right. Yeah. Like stylistically, tonally, that's just how it works. I think Tarantino is like the same thing where like you go to watch a Tarantino movie, expect to hear a lot of cursing, expect to hear a lot of exaggerated blood pouring everywhere. Right. That's just the nature of that director. Right. (coughs) 
So, yeah. I guess maybe it's just the director, but I, f- I feel like a lot of the older I'm stuff... I'm not really into gory stuff, especially in film. In games, it's like, okay, but in films, it's not really my thing. It's... No, I'm into it, just not everywhere, you know? <laughs> not, like, like, egregiously, yeah. Not just for the sake of just shock factor. Unless it's to serve the story's purpose of shocking, maybe. Well, that's what I mean. Um, a good one, where there's, like, a ton of gore is The Thing, John Carpenter's. Mm-hmm. The old one from the 80s. That one people don't like because they do something to the dog, I heard. Because <laughs> the dog, poor dog. I don't remember that stuff. But, yeah. like, there's a scene where, where a guy's stomach opens up. Oh, yeah, he puts his hand through it. And, and stomach. The, the stomach bites his arm off. Yeah. But that gore makes sense. It's a fucking alien film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you yeah. expect to see it. And you don't see it towards, like, maybe the latter half of the film. Yeah. I mean, in the case of uh, Martha is Dead, I, I have to wonder what the purpose of cutting off the face is for. Like, is she going to wear the face? Like, like the guy from Texas Chainsaw Massacre or something? Like, I imagine there is story implications for cutting off the face. And that kind of sucks if they're censoring that. Because that means that's going to alter the understanding of the player of what the game is going going on. So, in the sense of, like, if it affects the story or the understanding or, like, the tone, it's a bad idea. I think censoring just in general is a bad idea. But, anyways. I mean, there's people that are saying this is okay because it's going to... Oh, yeah, the article we read before we started about how this will attract more attention, right? That's true. Remember well, when, because like... because it has a lower rating, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's gonna... Or the shock... The rating. They say, was it all good... All press is good press, they call it? Well, there's press because it's censored. Yeah. So that's probably what's gonna grab most people's attention. Exactly. All press is good press, is what we're saying. But also, Sony is censoring it. Does it change the rating of the game? No. Because oh. all the other stuff is still present. <laughs> Gore, nudity, all that other stuff. It's still... That's pretty fucked up. Yeah. I think it's fucked up because it... Like, once you reach that threshold, there shouldn't be any censoring, I think. Once you get... I mean, unless it's so, like, provocative that it deserves an AO rating, like, adults only, where it's like, you know... At that point, it's just straight up, like, nudity, like, f- for no reason. Mm-hmm. Then, I guess that's different. But if you've cleared the well, threshold... If you've cleared... For no reason. Like if it, well, like games are exist solely for like porn, basically. Like remember the movie Swordfish, where Hallie. I never saw Swordfish, so. Well, there's a scene where she's just sitting in the chair and she exposes herself, but it's just for no reason. Okay, that, no, I mean like where like the whole existence of the media is just of the medium or whatever you're using is just to basically advertise porn, like AO games, which is like uh. Some people would call that art. No, I, I'm not saying it's not art, Johnny. We're not getting to the okay, argument okay. about art. I'm talking about the ratings, the way they're rated. Okay. So, like, for... If you've cleared the threshold for rated M for goriness, then there should not be a limit on the goriness, is what I'm saying. Yes. Yeah, I agree. Okay. All right, Johnny. That's all our stories for this week. Um, as of recording, we're two days away from Horizon, and I am super excited, but we're not... We're not there yet. We haven't talked about... Horizon's not here yet. It's on the Horizon... Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, but it's not here yet. So, in the meantime, what have you been playing? Uh, Please don't say it right there. No, I have nothing new. Just Frostpunk. That's it. Nothing new. Okay, well, at least you didn't say Fortnite again. No. Frostpunk? Okay, are you doing? Are you still doing your new run? Of- I've only... There's like five scenarios. I've only beaten one scenario. The game's just kicking my ass, dude. I'm playing in a fucking medium. And you know how, I'm, how I am about playing fucking in, in the hardest mode. And I can't get past medium. Have you ever played the game on hard mode? 
Have you ever beat the game on hard mode then? This game, no. Oh, okay. No. Yeah, strategy games like that on hard mode are just like... It, it feels so unfair, especially because the AI is like... Because you're restricted, right? You, it's, not like, it's not a skill issue. It becomes more like a, making the best use of every single resource issue, right? It's not about skill. It's, it's about like thinking four moves ahead chess like strategy and that's so much harder to do than like just like learning to get good as they say right strategy games are like normal is really like the hard mode in strategy games i think yeah sort of because uh an action game like resident evil say you go up against somebody and you make a bad decision but that decision was enough just to get by to the next section yeah. Like the bad decision was like, I didn't go in here with enough ammo and I almost fucking died. Right. Right. Or you can get lucky with a dodge or something. Yes. So in that scenario, I'm able to be, defeat the enemy and then go to the next room and save it. Fuck. I found ammo. I found health. Mm-hmm. I'm good. Right. Yeah. But if in a strategy game, if you make a bad decision like that, it carries over the entire time. Yes, exactly. Because they're so systems heavy. So like a yeah. lot of this action or not the action, but a lot of like the decisions what got you to that point, like probably happened like hours ago, was shaped by hours exactly, ago. Yeah. So you're at the you're in a kind of a do do or don't kind of situation where you don't want to start over, but like you're gonna be struggling for the rest of the game unless the game decides to give you a break at some point. Which doesn't happen really often. Yeah. No, yeah. there's no like some random element like oh, there's a boat bringing a stash random. of new supplies just sitting. Yeah. Yeah. Everything is pretty much scripted, and if you deviate, you're screwed for the rest of the scenario. Yeah. Yeah. It's I get that. That's rough. Um, yeah. So there's four. There's five. I think five scenarios. I haven't played the last one, which is on the edge. And don't push me, cause yeah. I'm close to right the now. I'm very uh, edge. Are you trying? Not to lose your head, Johnny? Yeah, I'm very disappointed <laughs> with my performance in the other scenario. So I'm like, do I really want to hit this last scenario? Yeah. I, need, I just need to take a breather. And, well, that's where I'm at right now. Taking a breather from... How far are you into the game, like, percentage-wise? Like, are you halfway through? I or? haven't even checked the trophies. There's no way I'm a plan on this shit. Yeah, yeah. There's some games where I check the trophies, and I'm like, yeah, that's not happening. <laughs> Without even checking, though, I'm not going to play. Any game that has, like, multiplayer trophies, like, yeah, that's not happening. Because I'm not going to stick around for the multiplayer. Because they're usually, like, very, like, grindy. And, like, I'm not going to... I don't... There's a better use of my time than that. So, I get what you're saying, Johnny. I've... This is a weird situation, because, like, I finished pretty much every game that I've made to finish since, like, last week. Since uh-huh. the last time we recorded. And I'm kind of just like, I don't want to play anything right now that's going to like take too much time because when Horizon shows up, that's going to be my focus, right? That too. And I, I feel like, like I don't want to play anything that's going to take me too long to finish because I know I'm going to drop it as soon as Horizon comes around. Yeah. And you, I think you need to take a breather to really absorb the story of Horizon. And I have all, all this all this other junk in the back of your head, like what happened in the other game, right? Like you right. want to just forget it all and just going fresh. Exactly. Which is why I didn't. That's why I decided not to play the Frozen Wilds DLC because I don't want it. I want to go in fresh. I don't want to. I might do a story recap YouTube video about it. I tried looking for one. Uh-huh. They're not good. <coughs> oh. It just doesn't compare to playing the game, dude. I, I was trying to look for one for you and there was like a 10-minute one. And I was like, this shit is missing too much. And then, and then there was an hour one. And like, then there was a two-hour one. I was like, he doesn't have time for this. Two hour, One hour? Yeah. Two hour? Probably not. An hour? That's like a movie. That's like a short movie. I can do that. Trust me, you don't want to do it because it's like... Is it just Frozen Wilds or is it the entire first game? Oh, okay, really? An hour long? Wow. It's about an hour long, but... Does that much stuff happen? 
for there to be to justify an hour long video about the story. Well, I was I was uh, panning through it, and they they have some important stuff, obviously, right? Mm. Like there's a there's an AI. I think her name is Cyan, mm. and she, there's a whole explanation and everything. But there's parts in the game that are just brand new that are not in the original. Like, I have to imagine. I have to imagine that Gorilla is going to make it the game as accessible as possible, and probably not have major core themes revolving around Frozen Wilds DLC. I have to imagine that. That they would do the sensible thing, like here's like here's like a brief update about this is what happened last time, kind of thing, you know, like previously on Horizon, you know, something like that. Okay, what's what's what? Okay, like uh, we play Resident Evil, right? Yes, Resident we do. Evil Eight is it right? Village, yeah. Okay, what if you look at the story, but you don't, in like you don't actually do the gameplay for Dem- uh, Demetrius? Mm-hmm. It changes everything. Like, you can get her story, but does it not change how you feel about the game when you fight Dim- What's her name? Lady Dimitrescu. Dimitrescu. Lady Dimitrescu. Dimitrescu. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so that's you a good know point. the feeling. If you sort don't of. interact with them, they really don't mean a whole lot if you're just watching a YouTube video. Okay. That makes sense to me, I guess. I, I don't know. I guess I have to go back to Frozen Wild at some point because there's no way I'm going to fit it in. It's just not possible. It's not going to happen. So, And don't make the joke I think you're going to make. I know you're probably thinking of a joke. Don't do it. I wasn't. Okay. Well, yeah, I think you were. All right. What's the joke? Because I said I don't think I can fit it in. That's why. I, I, I know you, Johnny. I know you. So. Well, it's a good, uh, it's a good thing. <laughs> I'm going to leave it there. Why would you not want me to make the joke? All right. We're going to. Okay. Let's, talk, let's move on. So I've played two. Because of the time constraints I knew I had, I decided to play two games. One is the original Halo Combat Evolved. The original Halo, Johnny. Because mm-hmm. I have Game Pass, right? Yeah. And I completed Halo Reach last this past November, right? I start I, like I've always wanted to get a foothold into like the whole Master Chief stuff. I never understood the obsession with Halo. The like the, the boss. Yeah, that's right, the boss. So I played Halo Reach, which is the prequel to I'm playing them in chronological order, which now I'm realizing was a bad idea. But I'll get into that. So I played Halo Reach, a game that came out in 2010. Mm-hmm. It saw the it saw that you're playing as these group called Noble Team, which is made up of like five different like Spartans, like Master Chief. They have different they have dope design and stuff. It's basically the Rogue One of Halo, where none of these characters spoilers none of these characters are going to survive the end of the game because it's like a Rogue One situation where like we're trying to preserve this bit of data. We're being overwhelmed. We need to get this off planet to where it needs to get to the ship, just like in Rogue One. Like they're trying to deliver those Death Star plans, but none of them are going to survive the Death Star, right? So we start off Halo. So I finished Halo Reach. Love the story. Love the game, the gameplay, the combat. All that stuff was great. Then we get to Halo uh, Combat Evolved. That's the official name of the first game with Master Chief. The 2001 game. Two decades old at this point. And let me tell you, this game plays like a two-decade-old game. The hallways, all the environments look almost the same to the point where you're like constantly confused about where you are, where you're going, because there's no mini-map. There is like a little like sonar mini-map in the bottom corner, but that just tells you the direction of enemies. It Wait, doesn't... Is this with the Flood? Which version the Covenant. The Covenant? Yes. Okay. I don't know if the Flood... I don't, know if they're the, I don't think they're the same thing. I could be wrong. You're dealing with the Covenant, so that's like these little shorts, high-pitched little creatures. Yeah, there's those guys, but there's other guys that look like fungus. No, there's these tall blue guys, like these really two, these tall guys with like plasma swords or something like that. Okay. 
they have like heavy armor. You keep blasting and blasting until their shields go away. Mm-hmm. But mostly it's these little funny little grunt guys running around with like weird armor and like squeal, like squeal, like they have like a high pitched squealing sound. They're like just they're cannon fodder. They die so easily. It's the taller guys in blue, the tall blue lanky aliens that are more of a problem. Anyways, so all the environments, all the interiors look exactly the same. And so you're always lost. You have no idea where you're supposed to go because there's no like cardinal direction telling you like this is like where the next point of interest is, right? You have a mini map, but there's no blueprints or layout of the mini map. The mini map is like a sonar showing you where the enemies are in relation to you. So there's no like structural layout. It's just, just imagine a yellow dot in a circle and like a little beep, 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 like little red lights and stuff. Yeah. So practically useless really other than for knowing where enemies are. So, whenever I'm indoors, I, I get turned around in combat and stuff, and then I have no idea where... I just kind of just wander around aimlessly. I, about a good third of this game is just me wandering around aimlessly. Okay? Even though I'm playing the remastered version, which looks way better than the original, the gameplay and everything else of the game is not has not changed in any way. It's old school Halo. So, not the best impression on me. You cannot run. There is no run button Master Chief constantly walks like he's like just on a stroll in every single situation. It's kind of annoying. Um, there is a severe lack of weapon. I'm playing on normal mode, by the way, just because I always play games on normal mode. To me, that's the intended experience of the player. Yes, it is. Or else they wouldn't include it. Otherwise, it would just be easier or hard. Okay? That's my logic. So... I run out of ammunition pretty easily. I don't know because you cannot aim down the sights. Something that I'm so used to in first-person shooters, especially Call of Duty, has kind of like ingrained me with first aiming down sights. A lot of my shots are wasted because you just have like this general area of where you're shooting, mm-hmm. and you just have to hope that maybe enough bullets hit the enemy. So not only can you not use bullets efficiently because you just waste them, you run out of ammo very easily, and you have to constantly be switching through enemy weapons to actually stay alive, which. Doesn't sound so bad. That's good that you know you have different variety of weapons, but like all the enemy weapons suck compared to the battle rifle, the assault rifle that Master Chief starts off with in each level. So if you're gonna give me a variety of weapons, they shouldn't be worse than my default weapon. That's what I'm saying. The kneeler is not that. The kneeler is cool, but it has such a long charge up, and then the damage it does isn't that great. It just looks cool. It's very. It has homing. It does have homing. Well, for the most part, it does have homing. A little bit, yeah. But like the the needles don't do that much damage on their own, really. It's just it just looks cool. It just looks it's a cool weapon, yeah. conceptually. So I'm about two thirds through the game. I saw like how many missions there is. I'm on like seven out of ten. I'm almost done with the game. I but I put about a solid day into it, so about like six hours into it so far. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it's gonna get better from here on out. Having played Reach, I think I probably should have played them in release order instead of chronological order. Because that way I get the worst one out of the way and it only goes uphill from there. I did the reverse. I did like one of the last games that Bungie made before I went to 343 Studios. Like Halo Reach was the last Halo that the original team made. And then I went back to like, so I went from 2010 back to 2001. And let's just say there's a reason why these games get better with age and not the and not the other way around. You can't run. You can't do a lot of things. It just feels outdated. It's just It's just so dated. And but I'm almost done with the game. I know it gets better from here on out, so I'm just. I mean, the story is good, right? The story is all right. It it's really traditional, just sci-fi space marine stuff. The the events of Halo Reach lead into us 
meeting Cortana. Cortana's delivered to us by the guys, the noble team, to the... I forgot the name of the ship that Master Chief is on. I don't understand why Master Chief wasn't frozen, like, like not Carbonite, but he was frozen for some reason. The game has not explained to me why we had to thaw him out. Do you know, by any chance, is there something the game hasn't told me? Because it, it's just like, oh, we brought you out of cryogenic sleep, Master Chief. Like, we need you for this thing. It's like, why was he sleeping the whole time anyways? Does, is he like the Winter Soldier? Like, we got to, like, preserve him for generations because we might need him at some point? I don't remember any of that stuff. Yeah, you start off the game, like, in fro- like in heart- hibernation. And they wake you up, and then you go to the tutorial of moving around and stuff. <coughs> anyways, maybe a future game will explain it to me, but... The story so far is standard 2001 era, like sci-fi, where, you know, we're fighting this alien race, the halo, the planet or whatever it's it's the the thing you're on. The halo is like actually a weapon somehow. And the covenant's going to activate it somehow to wipe out life or something. And you have to stop that from happening. It's very, it's not deep. It's not deep in any way, nor do I expect a game this old to be deep in any way. So it's whatever. It's serviceable. That's what I'm saying. Okay. So, okay. So I played Halo. I'm uh, still playing that. We're going to see where it goes from here on out. Uh, and then we move on to some other stuff. Uh, Johnny, can you do me the favor of charging the, the laptop while I continue talking real quick? Yes. On this side over here. Because I just got the notification low on battery. And then I return. I took a detour, Johnny. Did it connect? Yes, it did. Good. Awesome. I took a detour yesterday, Johnny. I returned to a little place called Night City. What game am I talking about, Johnny? Cyberpunk. Yes, sir. Cyberpunk 2077. The official PS5 version now of Cyberpunk 2077. It's just shinier. It's shinier? You're not wrong. It is shinier, but it's not just shinier, Johnny. It's smoother. Frame rate. Frame rate is smoother. I played five hours. Not a single glitch or hiccup of any kind. Far removed from when I played the original PS4 version... And in the first three hours, the game crashed on me like three times. So the game is running the way it was supposed to originally run at launch. There is way more NPCs in the streets now. Like you can tell like they're making that that hard drive do overtime because there is way more populated streets now than there was on the base PS4 version. You can tell, unlike the PS4 version where like as soon as you turn around, like people just start popping in. In the PS5 version, you turn around like it's like the people were always there the whole time. You know what I'm saying? The game runs great, smooth frame rate. Everything looks shinier, more polished, more facial details on the animation. The game runs immaculately, like it was always intended to run. Did they give you the, the hooks that you run on the walls thing? Are you talking about the you know, the Mantis blades? Yes. No, you have to buy that later in the game. You don't get those off the bat. You have to earn them in the game. Okay. Yeah, you have to buy them. They're expensive, but you can get you can as long as you can get the money, you can buy them at any point in the game. How was the car? The cars. Okay, so I did. I was able to get play like the first car you get access to runs pretty smoothly. I didn't have any issues. Are there was no, or? not from what I could tell. No, like things in the distance like were rendered the same way as you approach them. Like they look fine. Okay, so what about the NPCs? NPCs. They- the, I noticed the AI is a little bit better. They don't just stand around taking hits. They actually do try to duck in, like take cover and stuff. Because mm-hmm. in the PS4 version, like you'd be blasting to somebody and they would just like stand there and it's like. Like, like, I'm hitting you. You're not even trying kind of stuff. So, like, every single aspect of the game is improved. They added more content. Like, there's more NPC dialogue. I know they added more side quests. There's Now you can buy apartments, which in the original game, you only had, like, one apartment, like your general hub area. 
but now you have like additional like places to like hang out and stuff. Everything about the game is like overhauled to the point where like this is what it should have been originally. And it took us what a year and two months to get there. So if they had just had a little bit more time, like we would have no one would have ever had like the cyberpunk fiasco and this game would be like lauded as like one of the base best games ever of all time. But because we live in this reality, that's not how things played out. And so cyberpunk will always be, you know, afflicted with that negative, you know, association, the public, the shit, the mark of shame. Mm-hmm. So as, as you have not forgotten clearly. So, yeah. so yeah, those are the two games I've been playing. We're good. Yeah. All right, Johnny. Was there anything last thing you wanted to do before we close out for tonight? No, I feel like we should have had it. Added one more story. It's slow week today. Mm-hmm. There's not. It's it's still early in the year. There's not that much stuff that happens. Like like the, maybe you're not gonna cover it, but uh, there was an interesting story with um, Warren Buffett purchasing Activision stock before they actually made the deal. I did hear about that. Yeah, that's sus. Yeah, it's a little bit sus. I don't know what to make of it. You know, the guy is super well connected. Yeah. He's with Bill Gates. Bill Gates was, of course, CEO of Microsoft. Yeah. It's like, oh, hey, 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 Warren. You know, like, this is what's going on. Like, really? He's like, oh, thanks for putting me on the ground floor. I should get in there. Yeah. The thing is, I mean, why Activision? <coughs> right? Like, mm-hmm. it's sus that he bought it a little bit sooner. The timing. Activision. Yeah. Is it because Activision stock dropped so Activision stock dropped so drastically that he's like, well, let me get in a lot to gain right now. Yeah, possibly. Is this to kind of support the homies? What is this? I don't know. I mean, if I if I knew how Warren Buffett thought, I would not be here. I'd be somewhere else in Malibu or Beverly Hills or something. If I knew the way he thought, so I don't know, Johnny. That's a good question. I have to imagine it must have been something came through the grapevine and he just overheard. He probably wasn't supposed to hear. Maybe some great timing. Good timing, yeah. Good for him, though. I mean, if it's not intentional, like like someone told him and he just found out because someone slipped, then it's not, like, illegal, right? Because it's just... That's just a really good tip. But if it was, like, some kind of collusion or, like, hey, like, insider training, then that's a different, you know, different situation altogether. So, I don't know. I'm not... A, I'm not I took a semester of microeconomics and another semester of macroeconomics, but I don't have enough economic insight to be like, oh, yeah, he saw what I saw or, you know, somebody tipped him off, so... That's a good conversational point. That's a good one for us to leave off on now. Ladies and gentlemen, if you made it this far in the episode, we thank you very much. We always appreciate our listenership. Uh, We appreciate you taking the time of your commute. Or maybe you're just hanging around the house. Maybe you're going for your evening jog, getting in some cardio. Whatever it is you're doing while you're listening to us, we thank you for deciding to listen to us as you do it. You can always reach us. We don't have any... We don't have any... uh, I want to say viewer mail, but it should be listener mail. I mean, hopefully you guys are going to start playing um, Horizon. Yeah. So you can send in your takes on it. Your yeah, definitely appreciate that. Between now and next week. Between now and the next time we record, I think we probably would have put a solid four days in the game. We would have probably not done with the game, but we'll have our at least our we'll have impressions. Sure. Yeah, we'll have our impressions on it. Yeah. Uh, very excited about that. So. If you guys want to reach us, as always, for comments, suggestions, questions, you want to you wanna tell Johnny how you disagree with his uh, terrible cyberpunk take, let us know at DuoSensePodcast at Yahoo.com. Again, that is DuoSensePodcast, one word, at Yahoo.com. Johnny, any last words? That is all. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to be us for, that's going to be it for today. Uh, we could have, I was going to suggest we do one of the, um, the pitch, but honestly, I, I felt my, I'm feeling kind of nasally and like, I don't No, We should have given my heads up. So let's maybe do one next week. We'll see. We'll do a pitch. Yeah, we'll do it next week. For sure, we'll do it next week. I'm just not feel. I'm not feeling 100 right now. So that'll be all from us tonight. And thank you guys. See you next week. Bye. Bye.